Welcome to Dig Deep, the mining podcast. In this podcast, we go deep into mining news, hot topics, and live interviews with mining professionals and leading figures in the mining industry. Introducing your host, Rob Tyson, founder and director of Mining International and Mining International Executive, a leading global mining recruitment and headhunting agency. Hi, mine community, and welcome back to another episode of the Dig Deep, the Mining Podcast. And today's guest is Chad Peters, President, CEO, and Director of Ridgeline Minerals, who are a TSX listed mining company focused on exploring high grade carlin type gold deposits in Nevada. Chad has a background in geology and co founded Ridgeline Minerals in 2018 with a focus on exploring tier one carlin type gold deposits in Nevada. And he's here today to give us an update on the project. That's welcome, Chad, to the podcast. How are you doing, Chad? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and I appreciate your time as well. So, wondered if you can um, give our audience a, uh, a little bit of background about yourself, about your career, um, before we go obviously into uh, questions about around Ridgeline. Yeah, you bet. Um, so a little bit of, uh, I mean, you kind of covered the high notes. I am a geologist, so um, probably make a few forward-looking statements about Ridgeline, I guess. But <laughs> um, but no, I, I started my career in Canada. Um, I'm, I'm Canadian originally. Um, started my career in Red Lake, Ontario, working for, I don't know if you're familiar with you and Downey and, and what used to be the Premier Gold Mines team. It's now I like IED Corp. Yeah. Um, so started with Premier right when it spun out of Wolf Den. We were just like a three three person company, you and Downey was cutting core, you know, kind of thing. And, and we were logging and, and, um, it grew pretty significantly from there. So got to be a part of, um, about, uh, four significant discoveries totaling over uh, 10 million ounces of gold in Canada, um, over about an eight year period. So just really got kind of, I think really as a young geologist lucked into working for an incredible team and a very dynamic company, got to see a lot of discoveries um, and moved down to Nevada in 2012 um, to take over as U.S. Exploration Manager for a new project that Premier had acquired, which was the McQuay Cove project. So um, we worked on that for about two years, um, got it up to about a 400,000 ounce resource of about 10 grams per ton. So, you know, not bad, but didn't get anyone terribly excited. Um, And then our team actually tried kind of a bit of an out there um, different target concept. And we hit 38 meters of seven grams on our first hole. And that then kind of um, turned the project into a 1.7 million ounce resources of 12 grams. So I kind of saw, I I really quickly saw just how quickly you could build value in Nevada and how underexplored it truly was. And that was the genesis for starting Ridgeline um, in 2018. Okay. So I just wanted to begin, just tell us about obviously Ridgeline, your co-founder. Um, so I just want to be going to depth about about the company. Yeah, you bet. I, w- I was kind of, uh, I think I was pretty naive thinking it was my first sh- shot at doing the CEO role, right? And I was a bit naive on what it would actually take to get it up and off the ground. Um, I told, I started, I, I left Premier, quit cold turkey in uh, March of 2018. Or actually, sorry, even earlier than that, but early 2018. Um, I just didn't feel that, you know, I'd worked for you and for a decade and I didn't feel it was doing the company any justice to be kind of working on a side gig while I was also doing a full-time role with premier. So I quit completely, uh, suggested to my wife that we'd be financed in three to five months. And it took 15 months to get our seat wound up. <laughs> um, she was incredibly patient. Uh, she didn't have a garage for over a year and a half, uh, cause I was working off a folding table in the garage. And uh, pretty much hitting up every finance guy and mining company in the you know in Canada and the U.S. that would try to take a shot on on um, a little kind of startup concept like Ridgeline. And it actually took meeting the uh, folks from EMX, so Dave Cole, Dave Johnson, and Eric Jensen. And I pitched um, 
what I wanted to do in Nevada, um, focus on conceptual, you know, going after big targets, right? I think part of the problem um, with the mining space right now is there's just a whole lot of juniors going after a whole lot of nothing, right? You know, and so we kind of took the different approach. We said, look, we're not going to go just pick up an old project, put lipstick on a pig and try to push a 200,000 ounce resource to 300,000 ounces. We wanted to go in and say, look, we're each one of the targets we're acquiring could be a five or a 10 million ounce discovery. So testing new ideas in old districts. And that's what we uh, kind of got us up and going. And, and um, you know, I also co-founded the company with the owner of a drilling company. And I think that was kind of the extra kind of tipping point to bring the EMX folks in. Not only did they like that we were pushing new ideas, trying to go after some different concepts, but we also could drill at a significantly cheaper cost than any of our peers. So that was how we got up and going. We got our seed round at 12 cents in May of 2019 and, and uh, IPO'd in August of 2020. And, and uh, it's been an exciting run since, since, I guess you could say, especially with the yeah. market they've been. <laughs> yeah, certainly. And obviously just offline, we were talking about, you just uh, done some financings. I just wonder if you can share with the audience uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. So we just closed a 2.55 million, sorry, I'm going to cough here. 2.5 million financing at 20 cents with a half warrant at 30. Um, and what that's going to do is it's cashed us up for a fall drill program at our Selena project, which we're really excited about. That's certainly our flagship project. Um, and that'll allow us to do a really aggressive program, which starts um, any day now. And we'll have lots of results coming out in November through, uh, through early 2023. Um. The tagline on your obviously website is exploration done differently. What does that what does that actually mean from your obviously from your perspective and why you've got that up there? What what are you doing differently that others others are not doing? Yeah, it's a it's a good tagline, right? Sounds nice, but what does yeah. it actually mean? <laughs> um, so in the early days of the company, it was the drilling contract, right? That was something that really set us apart. We were we we um really wanted to de-risk early stage expiration, which is the most risky part of the expiration cycle, can also be the highest reward. But, you know, only a small percentage of companies actually ever deliver on that, right? And so we recognized that. I'd been part of over uh, between Canada and the US, like 12 million ounces of discovery. And I knew how hard it was to make those. So um, we did brought in the drilling contract, tried to de-risk our expiration as much as we could. And then well, the other thing that we really focused on was just really systematic expiration, right? Like taking all the old bias at these, because Nevada is an old district now becoming an older district. And there's a lot of bias on where gold is and where it's not, if you talk to some of the old timers in Nevada, right? And so we kind of wanted to strip that away, really focus on systematic exploration, um, rebuild those geologic models from scratch. And I think we've been very successful at that. Not only is Selena a significant uh, CRD discovery, which is actually somewhat of an atypical deposit type in Nevada, you know, and mostly everybody focuses on Carlin types, us included when we founded the company. Um, but on top of that, we actually brought in Nevada gold mines into the 30 million US joint venture at our, our SWIFT project. Now that was a project that Nevada gold mines had owned up until 2016, right? So we were able to come in, completely reinterpret the geology, tested a few holes, proved a new concept that the right host rocks were there. And, and essentially they'd missed that um, in previous exploration. We were able to get, do a bigger deal with them and have them come back in on the project. So I think it does show that kind of different approach um, that we take and it is, it is being effective for us. So hopefully it turns into a big discovery at one of them. Yeah. Um, obviously you had multiple projects in Nevada, including the partnership with, uh, the Swift project uh, yep. with one of the largest, obviously, uh, gold mines in the world, uh, Nevada gold mines. Um, t tell us why you made this deal and what benefits are there uh, for Ridgeline um, and also what are the goals uh, at Swift? 
Yeah, no, that, that is a good question. And we actually had to kind of, we really had to push that to our shareholders. It was a very core asset for us, right? Is when we were, when, before we even went public. Um, and I think it goes back to that different approach, right? Like the expiration done differently. It's trying, I'm the largest shareholder in the company. I own um, right now, even post-financing 5.8% of the company. Um, and the whole focus is de-risking that expiration process and, and bringing in Nevada gold mines. We very quickly realized you know, we have these great assets, but to see them actually get moved forward, we needed to bring in some partners. Um, and you're, we're talking, you know, anywhere from 800 to a thousand meter drill holes at the Swift project. That's a million dollars a hole A 20, $30 million market cap company like us at the time we did this deal. Those are straight non-starters, right? I mean, you're, you're talking about huge dilution for essentially incredibly high risk drilling. So the whole idea to bring them in was I would, our company would rather have 25% fully carried, which is exactly how we structured the deal. It's 30 million US to earn 70% of the company for Nevada gold mines. And they can earn a total of 75% of the company by taking the project fully carried to first gold pour, um, which means we never have to dilute a share from the day we sign this agreement to the day it pours gold. Um, if they have success. And I think that's what we really wanted to focus on was finding that mix of um, partnered assets with huge upside and also being able to move forward our 100% owned assets like our Selena projects. So we're always, everyone always, and I think in the business tries to pigeonhole companies into very small boxes, right? Are you an explorer? Are you a prospect generator? You know, you know, and, and trying to, you know, kind of paint everyone with the same brush. And I think what we're trying to do is we're just trying to be very, nimble with how we approach, right? Like projects change and evolve as you explore them and drill them. Some of them are obvious, you know, projects that you advanced yourself and other projects like Swift, the best option for us was to bring in that partnership and, and see it move. So I wouldn't say that any one of our projects is hundred percent going to be explored by us or we're hundred percent optioning them, but you know, depending on how the expiration goes, we'll see it, we'll assess and, and bring in partners where we think it, it benefits us and our shareholders. Yeah. Um, you seem to have a pretty significant discovery coming, obviously, uh, to get at the Selena project that you just obviously mentioned. But wasn't it what you originally expected uh, when your team first started to work, sort of work there? Um, I just wonder if you can expand on, on obviously, that, that discovering the project. Yeah, it certainly wasn't what we expected. You know, you you hit it on the head in your intro. We were originally were a Carlin type exploration company, right? We were going after tier one Carlin type deposits. And we thought Selena could be a significant uh, gold discovery. And as we drilled it out and, and we did exploration in 2019 and into 2020, we just started hitting more and more silver, more lead and zinc, um, started hitting signatures, geochemical signatures that are not consistent with Carlin type deposits. And so instead of you know, dropping the project and saying, ah, this isn't what we're looking for. The team really dug into it. And I got to give my team credit for really sticking with it. Cause there was a few times where I was like, guys, this is a hard story to tell, <laughs> you know, like maybe we should move it. And they said, no, this is significant. And what we realized is that, um, Selena is a, is a carbonate replacement deposit, which is associated with a copper gold porphyry that sits, um, literally on the edge of our Western boundary of our project. So we've, over the last three years, we've, that a model has evolved for us. And we realize we're actually chasing something more like a Taylor type deposit in Arizona, which sold to, um, South 32 for $2 billion. That's the kind of target we're chasing, not a Carlin type. It could still be a world-class, um, project. And we actually, you know, we've, I think we've shown, you know, over the last year and a half by doing that deal at Swift and really focusing on Selena, that we think this is a flagship project. 
for Ridgeline. Um, and that was part of doing that deal at Swift was, was messaging that and making sure Swift moved forward. Um, but we've been able to drill. I mean, we have intercepts of up to five meters of, of, uh, 400 grams, 420 grams, silver, um, 0.6 grams, gold, and about 9% lead zinc combined. Right. That is a significant, you know, that's a polymetallic, um, CRD type intercept. And what's really exciting about Selena now is we've been pushing this thing for three years, but Freeport McMoran just joint ventured that porphyry that sits right beside us. It's a little junior called Falcon Butte Minerals that owns it. They did a 33 million US joint venture that they announced about 10 days ago with, uh, with Freeport. And I mean, I can sit all day, little junior and say, Hey, we think we have a world-class potential here. But the largest copper company in the world just joint ventured that porphyry, which is part of the mineralizing system that makes up Selena. So, you know, I think that really validates the story. And we're super excited to get drilling it this year and kind of keep proving it. Yeah, certainly. Um, you also own the, the Carling East and the Bell Creek, two projects that you consider yep. strategic holdings. Um what does that what does that mean for you? Yeah, you know, I actually when we started the company of the garage, Carlin East was was literally what we raised our seed round on. That was kind of that big picture, exciting target that um, got early stage investors excited. Um, it's only a couple kilometers from the Gold Strike Pit, which is a fifty million ounce open pit gold mine owned by Barrick, now Nevada Gold Mines. Um, and uh, so we did some drilling on it. We proved that the right host rocks were there, but we didn't hit any gold over the last kind of two three years. And it's the same kind of story as Swift, to be honest, right? We realized, okay, this, this is very valuable ground. We're surrounded by NGM on all sides. There's maiden resources on the edges of both Bell Creek and Carlin East that are owned by NGM that were put out this year. So we know that, you know, over time, there's a very good chance that, that NGM will continue to explore and expand their deposits onto our projects. Now, the issue is, is those, those targets are both about a thousand meters down, Right. No problem for NGM to go spend a million dollars a hole. That's, you know, they're completely able to do that. But we're in that same position as Swift where it's like, yeah, you know what? For efficient use of shareholder capital, probably drilling thousand meter drill holes on an uncurrently unconfirmed discovery probably isn't in our best interest. So we're going to continue allocating capital to Selena and other early, you know, shallower, more approachable projects. Um, in our portfolio, and we're going to look for a partner at Bell Creek and Carlin East. And again, if we can structure it similar to what we did at Swift, I would, again, much rather own 25% of something that's getting aggressively explored than own 100% of something that I can't afford to drill. So that's kind of the approach there. Um, and we have lot, we've had lots of interest in the past um, from mid-tiers and majors that are you know poking their feet around and going, well, this would be right in Barrick's backyard. And they're definitely interested. So yeah, we're working on different options and hopefully we'll see a deal come together in the next call it six to 12 months. Yeah. And we've got a couple more questions. Um, there seems a lot of activity in Nevada at the moment. And I just wanted yeah. to mean, just give us a, an overview of, of the state and what else is, what else is happening. I think it's, you know, Nevada is an interesting, uh, I, I think there's a bit of a, there's a bit of a disconnect right now, right? You're seeing the U.S. government is actually kind of actively um, kind of getting in the way of some projects, right? Like they're actually making it difficult to mine in Minnesota and Michigan and some other states. Um, but Nevada still consistently ranks as a top jurisdiction worldwide, right? And I think it's it's just because, um, you know, frankly, there's a ton of public land here, not a huge population. You go and say, I want to build an open pit mine in the middle of nowhere. Most folks don't have an issue with it, right? So um, I think what's great about Nevada is you do, as an explorer, I think you do get a bit of what they call, you know, they people jokingly call it a Nevada premium, but, you know, we can go drill 40 or 50 meters of a gram per ton oxide gold from surface in Nevada, 
And that is worth four to five times um, that same intercept on the top of a mountain in BC in the Golden Triangle, right? It just you d- doesn't require billion dollar capexes and roads and ports to get mines up and growing like you do see in other jurisdictions. So I think that mix of you know a pretty favorable permitting scenario in Nevada with a huge gold endowment um, and very cheap mining costs, I think it's just a perfect kind of um, you know combination. You could say for a junior like us, we don't have to go find four or five million ounces to make it an economic mine, right? You can find half a million, a million, million and a half ounces of gold. And someone's going to be very interested to come and pick that up and go mine it. So, yeah. And as a conclusion, just wonder what the outlook is for the next sort of six to nine months for, for, for Ridgeline. Well, I wish I had a crystal ball, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> what I'm pretty pumped about right now is um, Nevada Gold Mines is drilling swift. Um, so there's over $4 million going in the ground this year alone, 4 million US, right? So that's that's more than double my entire U.S. budget for 2022 that Ridgeline actually explored its own projects. So we're seeing a ton of money getting spent at SWIFT. Um, we'll see results coming out all the way into, uh, call it early Q1 of next year, which I hope will be a good springboard for, you know, some exciting news and and um, seeing the stock price uh, start turn around, hopefully. Um, we're going to have news coming out of Selena. And we also have a big permit uh, plan of operations that we've applied for for Selena, which would actually, once approved in March of next year, um, that'll be enough drill roads and pads to take this thing to you know, an inferred resource. Um, and even beyond that, right. We could probably take it all the way to a PEA. So, um, we're trying to set up this, uh, P or the permitting scenario for Selena so that we can really go after it next year. And hopefully we have a little luck with, uh, Swift. So over the next six to nine months, I hope mm-hmm. you're going to see lots of good drill results as well as hopefully a big deal at Carlin East and Bell Creek. Yeah. But it seems you got your hands full and, uh, obviously good luck to the for the remainder of the year and going into next year. And perhaps you can come onto the podcast, uh, mid next year and give us an update on obviously all those projects. Yeah. Hopefully I have some great news for you. Yeah. Great. Um, really appreciate your time. Um, hope the audience enjoyed that. Certainly, uh, certainly a lot of exciting time for, for Ridgeline and, uh, they've got a lot of things going on. Um, and especially, you know, obviously Nevada, um, it seems, uh, definitely, a a jurisdiction with a lot of opportunities. Um, and Chad is obviously there in the thick of things trying to make things happen and I'm obviously wishing well wishing well in uh, his project so appreciate you for listening please share this episode uh, amongst friends family um, everyone colleagues around the world within the mining industry appreciate your continued support so until next time happy mining thank you for listening remember to reach out to Rob via the show notes and be sure to subscribe and leave a review until next time happy mining helping each other to improve the mining industry.